They launched in 2010. They did about less than five grand their first year. They kept growing that into 2014, where they did about around kind of 200, 250 grand a year. And then they decided to pivot, launching their Beacon Stack technology, uh, which now serves over 100 customers. They have over, uh, I believe they said over 10,000 beacons in the wild. The way they charge is they charge either 49 or 99 bucks per month for up to 10 beacons. So they're doing about 25 grand per month. And then if you want more beacons after that, it's about five bucks per beacon uh, for the software. And additionally, about 22 bucks for each beacon their biggest customer is google leveraging and, and growing their free wi-fi service specifically at train stations in india they've got a team of 20 this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base you'll learn how much revenue they're making what their marketing funnel looks like and how many customers they have I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database... I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. This is episode 789. Coming up tomorrow morning, the CEO of Tucker Max's Book in a Box joins me. JT McCormick joins me. I get him to reveal how much revenue they've done. It's 11.3 million, and they've worked with over 500 authors. So how are they cranking out bestsellers, like a printing press? Hello, everyone. My guests today are Sharat and Ravi. They are the co-founders of a company called mobstack.com. We're going to dive into it. Sharat, Ravi, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Looking forward. All right. How'd you guys meet? So Ravi and I actually go back uh, many, many uh, years. Uh, actually, we've been classmates from fifth grade. So we were in school, high school, undergrad, and we were also actually roommates for, in New York for a bit. So I think this company was in the making for many years before it actually started. Ravi, who's smarter? <laughs> that's the right that's the right answer <laughs> all right so tell us what Sharat, tell us what mobstack does and what's your revenue model how do you make money so Mobstack is, uh, is a company which is basically trying to solve the online to offline uh, divide. I think there are a lot of companies trying to do the same thing. Uh, what we're trying to do is use technologies like uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth beacons, et cetera, in conjunction with your mobile device uh, to what we call uh, build an online style intelligence for the offline world. Uh, uh, what particularly has been growing for us has been uh, uh, one of our products called Beacon Stack, which I would love to spend some time talking about, uh, which is... Uh, which is a product, a SaaS-based product, which basically uses the Bluetooth beacon technology, which allows any business to be able to do proximity-based marketing and analytics. Uh, we charge businesses a monthly uh, subscription to be able to use our software to do this proximity marketing and analytics. Okay, so is it fair to stay, say that Beacon Stack is your main revenue stream? That's where we should focus? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So, what? It, give us a sense of kind of size of deals. I mean, what are people paying on average for the technology per month? And then give us a real example of a customer that's using it. 
Sure. So we have uh, so Beacon Stack is basically like I mentioned, it's it's a it's a it's an MRR driven SaaS platform. What uh, businesses do typically is uh, use these Bluetooth beacons uh, to be that can be deployed into these physical sto uh, stores, and you can use our platform to run proximity marketing and analytics uh, for uh, targeting and uh, the sending the right notifications, coupons, offers, etc. Uh, so we have two plans. One is the $49 plan, and the other is a $99 per month plan. Uh, this is just to get, kind of get started. Our uh, revenue model is directly uh, indexed to the number of beacons that are being actually deployed in any particular store or any physical location. And uh, on average, the, it costs you about $5 per beacon per month. So if you've deployed- Is that on top of the 49 and 99? Correct. That's correct. Okay, got That's it. Correct. So the, the forty-nine or the ninety-nine dollars is up to the first ten beacons. After that, on top, if you add any more beyond the first ten beacons, then it goes to there's five dollars and seven dollars. But I'm just kind of uh, averaging it out and saying about five dollars per beacon per month is basically the average pricing. And so if you've if you've deployed about hundred beacons across your location or stores, it's typically uh, it, you'll be paying me five hundred dollars per month. Okay, and is that typical of your average customer? Say the, 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 we have uh, kind of a mixed bag, uh, so it's interesting because uh, we have a few uh, a few businesses which are done pretty huge deployments, close to about say 2,000-3,000 beacons. Whereas uh, we also have at the other end of the spectrum, we have mom and pop stores, restaurants, uh, small scale, uh, uh, you know, bars, etc., which have been just de doing deployments of two or three beacons. So it's yeah. across. So it's difficult to kind of drop an average, but we have people who's paying us just literally 50 bucks a month. We have people who are paying us more than um, $5,000 a month. How many beacons do you have out in the wild now? Uh, I would say about 10,000 beacons now. Oh, wow. Okay. So 10,000 beacons out. And who's responsible? I mean, I assume those things are actually made out of like metal and material and wire and stuff. Who's actually responsible for those costs? You guys or some other third-party provider? So it's, it's, that's a good question. So if you just kind of take a step back into the history of the way the market itself has evolved is, is, has been interesting, right? Because so Mobstack uh, is fundamentally our core IP is, is being a software company. Mm -hmm. uh, when we initially built this product out uh, about two years back, we were a hardware agnostic product. So it could essentially work with any beacon hardware out there. Okay. Uh, but uh, after six or six months, I think uh, of putting it out there, we learned the hard way that the market still is in infancy so as a business or a customer it's very difficult for you to go uh, procure hardware from a different source then come back look at software from someone else and uh, it's a more painful process so we, we decided why not just make it a one-stop shop so we uh, partnered with the Chinese OEM and uh, that's where the hardware is coming we, we, we just basically source the OEM for, uh, source the hardware from there uh, the entire magic sauce is actually in the cloud and that's that's essentially what uh, Ravi and uh, team have actually built. So if I buy your product for $49 a month and I want the 10 beacons, is that cost of those that I have to pay the Chinese OEM built into the 49 bucks or is that an additional cost? If so, how much per beacon? It's, 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 uh, it's an addition, Ravi. Yeah, that's an additional cost, Nathan. So basically, you pay for the hardware. It's a one-time cost. You own the beacons once you pay for the beacons. Okay. What does it cost uh, per beacon? Subscription. Uh, we charge $22 a beacon. Okay, and then and then are you, are you guys doing that at cost or is there a, some profit margin built in there for you guys as well? It's very slight. We have just a little bit of a margin for Like us. two bucks, yeah, three bucks, four bucks? 
Yeah, it's yeah, just it's the cost of landing and uh, includes shipping, etc. So ballpark, it's uh, give and take. Import duties and some of those things. So it's generally at for. cost. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We make, we make revenue mostly from the software. Got it. Got it. Okay. Tell us more about the backstory here. What year did you launch the company in? So uh, we have a longer backstory. So we originally started the company in 2010. Uh, Mobstack has been a pro company that's been focusing on building uh, products in the mobile space. Uh, we pivoted to this business in about two years ago when we basically uh, realized that there's a huge opportunity for doing a digital, uh, the, the bridge between the physical and the digital commerce because the reality is irrespective of which market you take across the world uh, despite all the hype about e-commerce there's still most of the retail uh, most of the business or uh, the, the retail selling actually happens still offline about 90 to 93 percent of it happens offline so we said there is really no way that the offline world is still not using any of the digital practices the ability for you to retarget the ability for you to measure how many people are walking yep. stores Etc. So, so you pivoted in twenty fifteen. You pivoted in twenty fifteen. Twenty ten was year one. Do you remember what first year revenue was? I would say yeah, the first year. Sure, <laughs> Robbie remembers. I think it was so small. I don't. I think it was greater than zero, but it was less than uh, I don't know what a couple of thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And then, but right before the pivot, I want to get a success of where your business was right before you pivoted. So in twenty fourteen, what was total revenue? I would say it was less than about uh, 250k, okay. $250,000. And what was your team size at that point? About 10 or 15 people. Okay, and then fast forward today, what's your team size? We're still about 20 people right now. Based uh, where? So we're mostly based out of India. So uh, Ravi and I, uh, we are a company based out of Bangalore, India. We have also a sales office in New York. Uh, we, have, we have one salesperson. I split my time between Bangalore and New York. Got it. Okay, interesting. And then, I mean, what did you guys do last month in terms of total MRR? We're, we're clocking about close to about $25,000 right okay. now in, in monthly recurring revenue. I think we're uh, on target to hit about an ERR of about half a million dollars by the end of this year. So call it, you'll get up to about 44K in MRR by December yeah, 2017? Yeah. I'm, I'm just purely talking from a beacon stack perspective. Uh, the, uh, the other products that we have are still its infancy. There is obviously revenue being generated there, but I would rather not but, talk about that. Right but I mean, you, you said earlier that the beacon revenue is the majority of your revenue by far. Okay, so I imagine yeah. the other products that's are, right. you call it less than five grand or something very small. Small, that's right. And how many people, how many customers do you have that make up that 25 grand in MRR? Okay, about 100. And you said those people range from mom and pops installing one or two beacons all the way up to big mega deals where they're installing 500 beacons. That's right. Interesting. Actually, yeah, we can actually talk about, uh, you know, some of these customers. In fact, yeah. our biggest customer is, is Google here in India. Google has deployed over 2,000 beacons at 117 train stations, and they're using these beacons in conjunction with our platform to do essentially proximity marketing. And, and you know, I don't know if you've heard about this, Nathan, but it is the largest public Wi-Fi project in the, in the world. And so they were using these beacons to send notifications to people who are waiting at, at platforms and waiting for their trains and, and essentially, uh, you know, spread awareness. What's the notification that I might get if I'm waiting at one of those stations nearby one of your beacons? It'll say fast free Wi-Fi here, tap to connect. Oh, on the plane. Yeah, yeah. On the on train, the, on the train case, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and so Google is, is, is the biggest over here in India, and uh, that's a pretty large deployment, and it's spread across uh, the whole the whole country. Um, and but it, but yes, so that's that's an example of a customer that's you, really big. And you you, you made them pay you, right? You didn't give it to them for free since they were Google, did you? No, it's they're definitely paying. And Good. Included in that. Number, yeah. <laughs> Good. And <laughs> what, what, have you guys bootstrapped this, or have you raised capital? So we've raised capital. We've raised uh, over the last uh, seven years. We've been uh, we've raised about uh, three and a half million dollars. Okay. Uh, Axel Partners is our primary uh, investor. We have a strategic investor in terms of Cisco, and uh, we have a bunch of uh, angel uh, investors who basically also invested along the way. What is the weirdest customer acquisition strategy you guys have used? So don't tell me like paid ads or content marketing. What's the weirdest thing you guys have? done weirdest um, let's see oh i know sharat was uh, sharat once put a beacon in his car and i think it's still in his car i don't know if he took it out and then the beacon actually sends a notification and says something about beacon stack if you tap it i don't know how effective it's been but sharat has been doing it for a while i think so wait what does that mean you put it in your car and like at a stoplight anyone around your car will just automatically get a notification correct, correct. how though how do they how do they get that so that's that's a very good question, right? So one of the fundamental things that's happened uh, with respect to the market itself is that uh, when when the beacon technology launched and you know Apple kind of made iBeacon available for all our operating systems, the limiting factor for that was the fact that you actually needed an app on your device uh, for you to be able to kind of you know interact with the beacons that are there in these physical locations. Uh, that was kind of a, uh, was a was a showstopper at some sense because most of these physical business who really were excited about it, whether it's... Yeah, the consumers won't install the app. Correct. Correct. Right, so exactly. what Google essentially did last year was uh, they changed the mandate where they basically made Beacon technology compliant with the, the Chrome browser. So what that means is that if you actually have Chrome browser, which by default all Android devices have, and a sliver of the iOS also who have installed the Chrome browser have, is that you can directly send notifications onto the Chrome browser on your mobile device. So just like you mentioned, if I have a beacon in my proximity and you have a Chrome device, or sorry, a Chrome browser on your iOS or Android device, you will be able to see that notification as long as you have a Bluetooth on, which is about 30, 35% of, of the country depending on which geography you're in so just so, yes. to, just to be clear let me make this a real example you're in india you're driving your car your beacons turned on you're at a stoplight right it's taking forever mm -hmm. you've got other cars around you you have 10 cars around mm -hmm. you seven of them have android cell phone devices and they're doing what they shouldn't be doing which is texting while driving well if they have their phone open <laughs> you can send them a notification that says hey i know this is creepy but uh the founder of beacon is right next to you isn't it cool how i can market to you this way like click here to buy your own beacon is that kind of what That's you right. did that's absolutely right. So one of the one of the video testimonials that we have from one of our customers is a freelance artist who basically bought a kit of ours, takes one of these beacons, puts it in his in his sachet or bag or whatever, who goes to these large events. 
and that that beacon has been uh, sending out notifications to all the other people in the event and it says there's a freelance artist available uh, look me up i'm in this event hanging around and i, I do these and there's a link with his uh, pictures and he said he got a three thousand dollars three thousand uh, dollars contract using that at one of his events so that's hysterical that's, uh, yeah so that's 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 one of the other examples that we can give you are you guys spending any money on paid acquisition each month and if so how much did you spend last month no, nothing, zero. Okay. We, uh, we actually have a, a phenomenal content marketing machine running for us. Uh, we, we, if you've seen, uh, and uh, I would love to know how you guys discovered us, but uh, most of uh, everything that we do is through content marketing. I generate about 450 to 500 business leads every month. And uh, and out of that, we have about 15 to 20 customers that are essentially uh, purchasing these uh, uh, Beacon Stack plans. And uh, that's, that's, that's the way we with been growing it and that's great uh, last question here before we go to the famous five what's your guys's cap table look like is it just you guys and the investors or did you decide to put an employee equity pool is that important to employees in india so that's 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 a mixed bag i mean yes we do we have a 12 percent employee stock option pool there's no doubt about it 12 uh, percent yes 12 percent that's right uh, both ravi and i have been very gung-ho about it we've they've lived in the u.s for many years before we moved back to india to start mobstack and we understand and appreciate the value of employee stock options yeah having said that i think the value of it has only been growing in india over the recent past and i think that's purely a nature of the beast because you need to be able to see successes you need to be able to see uh, employees making a lot of uh, money from their startups being sold till that actually happens employees will not value employee stock option pool and that's that's kind of what we're looking at in india right now and then did you guys split the other 88 percent 50 50 or or is a portion of that with investors or what yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is with investors. Okay. So, Ravi and I still own more than half of the company. Uh, the rest of it is between the investors and the ESOP plan. What? What? Do, what are the? What are the investors in ESOP plan own? Like thirty percent, forty percent? Yes. Something right. like that. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Okay, very cool. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, uh, Sharat, what's your favorite business book? Traction. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, following or studying? Uh, none that come to mind. Okay. I think there are a lot, but I can't. Number, uh, number three, is there? Can I, can I get, can I get a Yeah, Ravi, go there? ahead. Uh, 
I've been reading uh, about uh, this guy, Ed Catmull, who's the guy uh, who was Pixar. Pixar president. Yeah, I really admire Pixar, and I'm currently reading his book. And yeah, I, Creativity uh, Inc. It's I a good one. Him. Yeah, yeah. Are Thanks. you liking it? I am enjoying it. I, I just really have admired Pixar so much over the years. Every every page is just so meaningful. All right, Sharad, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, online tool, uh, Reportive, which LinkedIn acquired. Yep, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Since I have a one-year-old baby, it's unfortunately less than five. Okay, and is that your only, only kiddo, or do you have more? No, just one. All right. Uh, so, if you don't count mom's stack, one more. Uh, <laughs> All right. So married, one kid, and how old are you? I'm 37. All right, Strahd. Take us. The last question. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? That entrepreneurship is a very, very, very painful journey. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur before I knew what it takes to be one. And uh, I, I think all I'll tell myself is that uh, entrepreneurship is not about the kind of story that you hear about, say, the overnight success that something like a Facebook experienced. Most successful startups take more than a decade to actually succeed. And that's that's the journey we are on right now. There you guys have it from Sharat and Ravi. Entrepreneurship is tough. You got to stick with it. They launched in 2010. They did about less than five grand their first year. They kept growing that into 2014, where they did about around kind of 200, 250 grand a year. And then they decided to pivot, launching their Beacon Stack technology, uh, which now serves over 100 customers. They have over, uh, I believe they said over 10,000 beacons in the wild. The way they charge is they charge either 49 or 99 bucks per month for up to 10 beacons. So they're doing about 25 grand per month. And then if you want more beacons after that, it's about five bucks per beacon uh, for the software. And additionally, about 22 bucks for each beacon. Their biggest customer is Google, leveraging and, and growing their free Wi-Fi service, specifically at train stations in India. They've got a team of 20. Sharat Ravi, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks a lot, Thanks a lot, Yeah, thanks for having us. If you enjoyed today's episode with Sharat, go back and listen to Patrick yesterday. His company, Widespace, is an ad tech agency that did $17 million in gross profit in 2016 and has raised $30 million in VC. 